Welcome to Kafaru Cast, everyone. We have got a an amazing uh, group of three people today, which is of course Frank, uh, the Tank, myself, and uh, our longtime friend. Uh, what do we call it? The panty dropper. Uh, that's what, what Paul called you that, right? The uh, the buff Owen Wilson, Fred Baum. Uh, Jesus. I've never been in a, a group of such greatness apparently before, but good God. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks for having me, guys. I was uh, pumped to come down here. So I was thinking about this last night. The first time I met you... I think we were doing backpack cardio. You showed <laughs> yep. up and uh, you were wearing fucking head to toe Kuyu. Geared out. And uh, pack and all. I can't remember exactly pack and all. Yeah, yeah. what I said um, to you or whatever, but basically I was like, what the fuck? And you were you, like, what is there a dress code? You looked <laughs> over your shoulder just kind of like scornfully at me and you're like, you're like, really? I'm like, what? I'm like, I don't know there's a dress code here as a Boy Scouts or what's going on? <laughs> but but I, I remember we. We went and uh, I was going. If it was fucking snowing, yeah, it's brutal. We were moving out fast, and which at that time I didn't know you were as in shape as you were. But you didn't do well that day. You guys kicked the piss out of me. You had your back was bleeding when we yeah, got back. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, it was, which I enjoyed that myself. So <laughs> and then I thought, okay, this guy's. You didn't. I didn't see you again, and I'm like, oh, that guy. I'm sure fucking hates me or whatever. And then. Uh, I don't know, whatever, like three weeks later, I think we Over ran, into, yeah, ran into yeah, each yeah. other at the yep. range. And then obviously we learned you're a super cool guy and then we got you a pack. And then ever since then, you've been hauling ass. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It made all the difference. It was getting those snake bites, the lower back. It was just bleeding every time. There was more than, I don't know, what, 40, 50 pounds. We were did like 60 or 70 yeah, that no, night. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. 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 I didn't realize what you guys, I'm like, eh, these are just a bunch of hunters. And I had that, you know, it was, it was early enough when I was in my hunting stage that I don't know that you know I didn't realize that there was other guys out there like getting after it yeah I was surprised I was like oh shit because I was mountain biking doing stuff like that at the time and fuck man got there and you guys are just killing me so yeah well it's humbling I was gonna say there's the only time that um I'm killing you is when we get above 45 50 pounds in weight because you're a fast little guy (laughs) (laughs) that one time we were (laughs) You took off. Was it? Were you with me when we were when we were scouting? Uh huh. Oh my and god! And you fucking took off at a, And I looked, and I was like, <laughs> I looked, I was like, I can't go that fast. And you're like the little engine that could at thirteen thousand feet. You're like, no, 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 and you never stopped. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, literally, that mountain was like straight up, and we're like. Well, fucking Fred's gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there it is. It was under fifty pounds. You get it above that, and forget it, man. I'm I'm crawling. So yeah, I'm a oh, skinny yeah. little guy. So. That weight affects me. On that same scouting trip, we'd split up, and it was me and Fred, and then it was you, Phil, and Braden, and we went across that- um, Oh, the scree field. Braden called you guys F-squared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, we went across this fucking boulder field or scree field, and fucking Fred was hopping like Mario from <laughs> rock to rock. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? He went up to the top, came back without his pack to check on me. I'm like, I, I'm I good. didn't know if you got hurt. Yeah. You turned around or I'm in the wrong spot. I didn't know. So. <laughs> I'm good, man. No worries. I'll be up there in about an hour. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's like the rock climbing background. That's, you know, mostly approaches, rough scree fields like that. So I don't know. I just didn't think twice about it. Well, so. it, on that note, so you're from back east originally, yeah. yep. if, if you haven't figured out from his slight accent. Um, where from? Jersey Shore? Jersey Shore. Yep. I was in the cast. <laughs> I was the uh, the blonde haired kid. Um, no, just uh, actually more towards like the mountainous side, like the uh, the northwest. Yeah. So I mean, if you you know if you want to say there's mountains in Jersey, there's not really, but yeah, it was East Coaster. Gotcha. Yep. And then you 
as I obviously as I've gotten to know you better, so you were basically like what do you call those guys? A dirt bag climber? Uh, like a climbing bum, yeah, yeah, dirt bag and climbing bum. Okay, so I've seen this little motherfucker go from sitting what you can't call Indian style anymore, crisscross applesauce, to a full head handstand and walk around. Um, <laughs> So like, is that a like downward dog shit? What is that like? A- I, I don't know what it is. I think that was like started in like gymnastics as a younger guy. So I think maybe it came from that. I don't think it's from the climbing side. God, I was lazy when I was a climber. Like if the if the cliff was more than I don't know fifty yards from the car, I'm like, mm, now we're gonna find another place to go. So like <laughs> cardio was just not even in my vernacular back then. Yeah, definitely. Now you remind me like one of those guys that does American Ninja Warrior, where you're watching them do <laughs> shit, and you're like, wow, yeah, I couldn't do that. You know, I think I'll walk around that obstacle. Uh, so uh, yeah, but tell us about the the climbing days. Well, I mean, it started like right out of high school. Um, you know, I was in like typical sports, yeah, you know, football, baseball, whatever it was, but never really, you know, super into it. And then I just one indoor one time with a buddy climbing and that was it like just done so i mean i almost didn't get through college because of it just we climbed everywhere we traveled for it you know i mean all over the east coast we went down to mexico to europe all that stuff and uh and that kind of like changed my life and that's what made me want to move out west so as soon as i was done with college me and a couple of buddies who are also climbers uh we all decided to you know migrate out west and uh came out here for Strictly that. I mean, didn't have a job, didn't have a place to live. We went into Boulder Canyon and just camped there for the first couple of weeks so we could find a uh, uh, a place to live. And then from there, just kind of got, you know, intermittent jobs here and there, whatever could, you know, just kind of pay the bills. But I mean, it was climbing every single day, uh, traveling for, you know, year round type of thing. So part of my obsessive personality for sure. Did you guys do any of that crazy free climbing shit with no ropes and? Yeah, I mean, I didn't get into it like some of these crazy dudes you uh, you hear about, but yeah, I mean, I, I worked in El Dorado Canyon State Park, so I would work, and then afterwards I would just go uh, uh, on free solo a bit. You know, nothing, not real hard routes, maybe up to like five six, which is like a rating system they have within climbing. I mean, shit, you don't want to fall on. There's I mean, no am, doubt about am I like that. a point eight? <laughs> yeah. Like point four point like below one. one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not a rating for a person; it's a rating for a route. But yeah, yeah. What would you consider stairs? Stairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, third class, probably. What if they're steep? <laughs> those ones in BC with landers, someone's gonna die on them. You know, they're oh, whoever the did deck. the rise and run on that shit fucked that up bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I got to say, though, um, your first animal you took was a like a 200-inch mule deer on a backpack hunt, though, right? 202, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, – I think it was my second year hunting out here. Like, I, I didn't hunt for a while because of the climbing and uh, it got into mountain biking and that type of stuff. But I grew up with it. So, you know how you always kind of go back to your roots. It just – you leave them for a little while, but then, you know, just it's part of you. And uh, so I went back to it and, uh, yeah, went in on this uh, – uh, um, it was an early season rifle hunt that I just heard. I just knew you didn't need many points for it. So I'm like, what the hell? Let's try this thing. Uh, went back in there and, uh, you know, did a little bit of scouting. Didn't see anything huge, but, you know, we saw some good deer in there for sure. And uh, uh, one day I was just sitting there glassing and just this monster just came off the, uh, uh, you know, through the saddle. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's the one. That's it. You know, and it was driving my buddies crazy. Like, they would, you know, they they tagged out relatively quickly and i just stayed in i'm like i'm just gonna pattern this thing i have no idea what i'm fucking doing so i'm just gonna just watch this animal for days and i think i watched him for uh i think it was four days and then finally kind of got an idea of what he was gonna do and then uh i don't know went in about midnight kind of just camped out on this rock and uh, waited for him 
and ended up taking the shot at 60 yards. And that's what kind of got me then into bow hunting. So I'm like, dude, I'm shooting all these animals like close. I could do this with a bow and get a better season out of the deal. And then made that switch and then just, yeah. Well, and I've used you, for example, to many people I've talked to that animal behavior is important, right? There's sure. no doubt. But <laughs> you know, if you're tough enough and you have the, the skill set to stay out there, there's a good chance you're probably going to kill anything anyway if you don't, you know, if you're not a pussy, right? Like sure. if you're there long enough and if you're smart about it, because you went in, you didn't know elk really, you didn't know deer, no, you know, no. you knew how to survive, right? And you sure. could have su- had suffered enough and to where you're like, okay, I'm seeing this deer. I'm just going to wait here till I think I kind of know what he's doing and then go shoot it. And it, and it worked. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I equate that nothing to do with skill and still, I say a lot, you know, it's nothing to do with skill. It's just staying in. You know, that's, I've always, I've preached that, you know, to anybody who asks, you know, like, well, you know, if they're new hunters, what should I do? And I'm like, you just got to stay in, you know, you just got to put your time in. It's, I think that, you know, equates to anything in life. Like you got to put your time in, you're not going to kill anything sitting on your couch. And, you know, we all have a million excuses of why we don't want to be in there. I mean, it's miserable. It's type two fun, right? I mean, you look back and it's fun, but then while you're doing it, a lot of the times you're like, yeah, this kind of sucks. (laughs) <laughs> no, and I, I mean, I try to explain that to, to guys of uh, when they're about to give up and hike out. I guarantee when you're on your drive home, you're going to want to turn around yep. and go back in. And I mean, to, to the point, I've done this long enough. I will, uh, I'll just, um, turn, I'll just hike out for a day. I mean, I'm in, I'm fit enough to where sure. I'll just come out for the day, whatever, shower, eat a burger, I don't, whatever, right? Well, I don't eat burgers very often, but, and then you're kind of revamped. You've got your mm-hmm. touch of, of, uh, you know, city life again and then haul ass back in. I mean, I think what the problem is with that is most people aren't physically capable enough to hike out and back in where it takes a lot before. I mean, I get lazy back there too. You know, I mean, when I say lazy, I use a lot of common sense. In fact, there's a guy we hiked in uh, to a place to scout down where I took you guys. Yeah, Um, yeah. We went in, and then there's that one glassing point that you guys went to. Mm-hmm. And then I set up camp, and they're like, is this as far as we're going? And I was like, yeah. Well, they thought there was going to be some, like, crazy, you know, th- they were pissed we weren't working out more. And I was like, look, we got two glassing spots. We got the one right there and the one right here. I got 15s and a 95, and I bought these motherfuckers for a reason. <laughs> yep. I'm not going any farther. It yep. makes no sense. And – those type of guys obviously can do anything they want um, at any time where other guys may not even be able to get to that point, but certainly aren't going to be able to hike out, drive to town, and hike back in. They're kind of a one-and-done deal, and that's where you know physical fitness for backpack hunting does kind of come into play. And when I was in um, another unit, I ran into a guy like you a few – this is like 10 years ago. I shot an elk and – Fucking guy comes out of the middle of nowhere, right? And I was like, Jesus, scared the shit out of me, right? And I mean, this is like in the trail, uh, you know, four miles in, off the trail, two miles. Like, there is you don't see people. Sure, sure. I, I just saw a guy shooting an elbow, and I was like, yeah, that was me, man. What, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and this, he was just in a bivy, like ultra lightweight, right? Yeah, like crazy yeah. lightweight. Like the guy knew what he was doing, but he just picked up a bow. And uh, I mean, the crazy bastard, yeah, he, he did what – 
most do. He bought a hunting pack. So he bought a Badlands 2200. That crazy fucker packed all of his shit out and my cow that I shot Jesus. out because I was like, hey, man, I got a, a bull tag. I'm going to stay back here. And he was heading back and he took that. He packed that whole thing back out. Holy shit. And I was like, man, you're going to suffer. Right? Yeah. And there was a note in my gas tank of my Jeep that said you were right. That was horrible, <laughs> right? And he was built about like you as well. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, I talk about it all the time. In fact, um, when I run, when I need info or when I have questions, I'm generally not asking somebody else to backpack hunts. A lot of times, I go to Bent Gate Mountaineering, yeah, yeah, and I talk to a guy because if you talk to a guy that's in Peru half the year or hi- hiking the Alps, he's probably got a pretty good handle on gear, right? Like, I mean, that's what he's For doing, sure. and those guys survive off a loss less. Like. I've got a fucking 7,000 cubic inch bag out there for a three-night fishing trip, right? Like, I, I'm not exactly going ultra light for these trips. Like, I'm throwing no. extra shit into tests, right? Like, oh, here's a new piece. Let's check uh, this out, too. But, yeah, because how much – because you can go – you 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 had a woodsman, and you went seven days with a woodsman, which is 3,210. Ten. Ten days in, yeah. Fuck me running. I mean, I use some of the pouches, you know, the uh, the uh, spotting scope pouch. I use that for my uh, – I jammed a bunch of clothing in there. But aside from that, and then uh, one medium pouch for my uh, my jet boil. Yeah. But no, that's about it. You know, and that stuff gets ditched in the tent once you get there. But I go light. The only thing that kills me is camera gear. Oh, yeah. And I you just know said, that. So. Yeah. I just said that last night. I said, I said 15 pounds of this pack is camera gear because I got- Fucking kills me. And that and the volume of it too. I mean, it just takes up so much room in there, but- Oh, yeah. Because um, I got that 70 to 200, a 14 to 24, and a 50. Yeah. That's six pounds just in lenses oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right there. Yep. So, Frank, you're taking the FS- What is that thing? An FS5? FS7? The the video recorder? Yeah. Z90? FXWZ90? Is that what it is? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm terrible with the numbers too. What can, I it's a know. really nice Sony that does 4K video. Oh, mm. nice, nice. And it's just strictly video. It's not like a yeah, uh, not an video. SLR. Mm. Okay, um, gotcha. And I, you know what it was? It was what five grand or three grand? Thirty five. Thirty five ish. Four thousand. With a fuck the cheapest, shittiest mic attachment. No I had to zip tie it last night. Oh, I just geez. finally gave up on what it is and, and went to electrical tape and zip ties because I know that won't <laughs> fail me. I was like looking at Expect this Expect a little more out of a $3,500 camera, huh? Well, what Dude, we fucking Luco taped it the first time. <laughs> then he added <laughs> electrical tape and then now now zip ties. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, um, but it does take pretty good video. It Yeah, it does. Especially if – I mean, we're not – I'm not a videographer, right? I'm sure. a photographer. Um, so for a guy that uh, you know doesn't know what he's doing, I mean, it's it's great because you've got four different. Um, I mean, as far as picture profiles and everything else, yeah. and, and putting on um, you know your fake, um, like if you're going to do um, polar filter, polarizing, oh, polarizing filter, filter, yeah, you just flip density, little yeah. switches or whatever, and it, oh, it yeah. does it for you. Yep, so it's, yep. it's handy. No, that's nice, especially if you have some other guys out there that aren't familiar. I mean, if you're not doing the, you know, the cinematic stuff and you need these insane lenses, like for a point and shoot and just be able to get content, it makes sense. We're not Donnie Vincent the shit out of it. There's right. no <laughs> slow-mo video of Frank crossing the- Waving your hair. Yeah. And, uh, we haven't written any poems yet. But. No. Because <laughs> I, uh, I was talking to, you know, because Donnie writes all that shit, right? Yeah, like, sure. you know yeah. what I mean? He spends a lot of time on that. And, you know, I've talked to him before. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's- uh, not for me, right? Not I jam. was like, Frank no. and I just go in and tell the story and head back out. I was like, if I ever told Frank to cross the creek twice so I can hit him in slow-mo again, <laughs> there's going to be a, he's going to call fight. me things that rhyme with Ray, right? <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, shit. That's it. Each his own, man. But you do a lot of, um, you did a lot of marketing stuff too, right? Um, for yeah. A while. Yeah. I mean, I got, had my own company, um, 
you know, I started ages ago in uh, in photography. I think I started that uh, right out of high school. And, you know, back when you actually developed your own black and white uh, film, all that stuff before digital hit. So it definitely dates me there. But uh, that's how I started. And then, um, you know, after my bumming days out here, got into uh, motion design. So did that. And, uh, yeah, you know, which incorporates a ton of marketing as well. And then, you know, the photography in it. And then, you know, had my own company with that. And, uh, uh, yeah, so that's kind of the back the background on it. So I've been doing photography, you know, photography forever and I use it with my own company now. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? It's just, it's kind of part of, it's as much part of hunting as like hunting is for me. You know, I, I take the camera in and I, you know, try to document all that stuff. You have a blog too, right? A blog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just redbone.com. So I kind of write on the adventures. It was, you know, I originally started that. It was more for like my kid. I kind of wanted him to know, you know, what I was was doing or, you know, just even to kind of get the idea. Like, you think back and everything sounds good. Like, oh, yeah, that hunt, you know, four years ago was fucking awesome. You're like, no, it actually sucked. Like, when I go back and read, I'm like, I hated it at the time. It was terrible. So I kind of did it for those purposes and just kind of to vent. And uh, so, yeah, blog a good bit, you know, on the adventures and whatnot. So between that and then the, uh, yeah, the um, gun cleaning company. As I say, you have a boar snake uh, mm-hmm. type company as well. Why, it, I have to take a momentary pee break, so start this <laughs> and try to plan it for like 60 to 75 seconds and hopefully I'll be back. You can quit pee on that quick. <laughs> huh? oh, I've got a lot of back pressure here. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, so I, the company's called Sage and Breaker. We do uh, firearm cleaning products. Um, started that when I was in an ad agency, just kind of as a side thing and, uh, you know, just decided to... Uh, do something more that was within the industry that I enjoyed and uh, came up with an idea. I mean, I come from a long line of uh, mechanical engineers. My father was, his father was. Um, so I grew up in a uh, machine shop. So just kind of came up with this prototype of a um, of a boar snake or, you know, Hoppy's has boar snake and ours is a different version where, you know, I just gave you one Frank. It's, I'm, I don't know if you ever used it in your guns before, but it's a full brass brush and then you pull, uh, you know, it's got a buffing rope and all that stuff. So it started with that and then we just grew it and grew it and grew it. And, you know, we're starting to get into some stuff for upland dogs, um, you know, that type of deal. So that was like, that was the, uh, the start of the company. And that was actually what gave me the ability to quit, uh, the ad agency life. It was just, it was too much, man. It was killing me. You know, I was like, just bought a house, had a kid come in. The wife is like, she's like, you know, you, you work 12 hours a day at the ad agency. You come home, you work on this company. It's a side business. The weekend you work as a side business. She's like, you're going to have no time for your kids. She's like, you got to pick one or the other. And I'm like, well, what do you think? She's like, go with the company. You love it. You know, you love doing that. You hate the ad agency life. So make the switch and did that. It seems like it's been growing for growing steadily pretty well. Cause yeah, you, I yeah. got some of this uh, CLP from you a couple of years ago. I sure. think yeah, yeah. I, I use it quite a bit for cleaning my ARs. Yeah. We, you know, we cater to like the high end guys for sure. You know, a lot, we get a lot of upland guys, a lot of hunting guys. Um, and maybe that has to do with the photography and the marketing. Cause that's the stuff I enjoy. So, you know, I really push it that direction, but, um, yeah, we, we really just targeted the high end stuff. Our stuff's way more expensive than everybody else's. But it's, you know, higher quality is the way we, we figure it. And that's like the group I want to be able to work with. So, yeah, it's grown. You know, we're growing it slowly because I don't want it to get out of hand. And, you know, like I talked to all the customers myself. I'm sure you guys, it drives you nuts, you know, here doing that. But, you know, it's something where you have control, of the you know, the quality control and you're able to talk to the customers and keep that customer service to the level you want it. So, mm-hmm. you know. One thing I like about that CLP is that you don't use any toxic, anything that's no, toxic no, 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 in completely, there. completely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I wouldn't suggest drinking it, but you could, you know, it's not going to kill you. Is that why you're so ripped? (laughs) If that's what it takes, hand me that bottle. (laughs) 
Okay, I was just, uh, we're back. I just had uh, talked about drinking, uh, cleaning, lubricating products to get skinny. I don't know if that'll work. I would imagine you'd shit your ass off if you did, though. That's a diet, right? You'd probably shit yourself rotten. Yeah, I'd imagine so. <laughs> I remember that Does diet. Does it up your joints? I mean, as far as like uh, squirreling here, remember that one hit story they did on the diet company and they were given uh, a pill, right? You took a pill, miracle pill. Well, what it was is they were giving them um, tapeworm. No shit. What? I've always thought about that. That would be a great diet plan. I got, t- I got tapeworm in the army. You are hungry ass shit. So my whole team got it, uh, or my squad. And uh, then we had a competition who'd poop out the biggest. <laughs> right? uh, oh yeah, God. I know, right? Jesus. And then, it's, you know, you probably, there's a log and the little guy, you know, you got the little warrior hanging on the log. You're like, Jesus, <laughs> what the hell is that? Good uh, God almighty. Uh, Did you take some medicine to get it out yeah, of there? Yeah, you know, it's funny. We, we had... Um, <laughs> We had God. I want to tell this story correctly. We had the, this guy Bob. Uh, his name was Tim Barker, but you know, in the army, Bob Barker, right? They sure. Bob. Sense <laughs> and then it seems like he got stung by he got elephantitis. Um, Where at? I think we we're in Panama. Um, I went through that jungle before they closed Fort Clayton down when I was in Drum, and uh, he had a. Um, one nut grew longer than the other one. So then he was big nut, Bob. <laughs> and man, I'm, I'm going off a of memory here. I think, you know, and how you, you kind of tell yourself something and then it all it ends up in the same. It could have been another guy and I'm making this shit up. But <laughs> I remember him sitting on a chair and his nut hanging down over the chair like it grew. He got elephantitis. Jesus. Um, I know. Right? Stay like that Are you sure it's elephantitis or has he got cancer? <laughs> yeah, I know. Pretty well, sure that's a tumor. Get that checked but it out. seemed like he got, then he got one, it was one nut, Bob, because they had to oh, do fuck, surgery. They take one out. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That's a sad story. I know, right? Can you bring Jeremy? Uh, Because Jeremy had testicular. So Jeremy was my apprentice when I did glass work. You've met Jeremy before, but um, did glass work. And then Jeremy got uh, testicular cancer at a young age. So we made him a a tag for his backpack that said the Uniballer, right? (laughs) And then he calls me. He's like, he won't believe this. Uh, Stacy's pregnant again with one nut. (laughs) Potent man. Potent. Exactly. Well, that happened with Lance Armstrong, didn't it? I yeah. think he got his girl pregnant with uh, a couple kids with one nut. I mean, he, that's strong swimmers, right? Well, I mean, they're you. going upstream. Potent full, man. Full it's board. like that movie, uh, Fubar, that Canadian movie. Yeah. Same fucking thing. Dude gets a cancer in his nut, bangs some chick and gets her pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one nut. <laughs> I highly suggest that movie to everyone. We made him that, uh, he liked that Mandrake, right? So we made him a Mandrake EMR2 and then put this big tag that said Uniballer <laughs> on the top of it. Uh, We're proud. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Jer- Jeremy's funny to begin with or whatever. Did, but now he's, I think he's a project manager at a glass company. Okay. Uh, you know, now he's a shed hunting fool. That's kind of his thing. He's yeah, a pre- gotcha. he, he hunts for participation trophies. Is that what they call those sheds? <laughs> yes, I, <laughs> I never really got it myself. I got some buddies that they do that more than hunting. Like that's their thing. I, I don't know. I don't quite get it. Yeah, no, Jeremy's Jeremy's big into the the, the shed hunting, but uh, but yeah. So how long at, at my pee break? I don't know if I missed this. How long have you been doing the the boar snake stuff? Uh, I think we started in it was uh, the end of 2014, beginning of 2015, and it's taken off better yeah, than you yeah, thought now, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, and that's the whole thing is like you know in the beginning I'm like, ah, eh, this is just going to be like a side project, uh, you know, whatever, make you know a couple extra bucks or just get involved in the industry I love, and uh, you know, and a couple months later I'm like, whoa, okay, this is legit. Like this is actually. You know, it could be something viable. You know, I just brought it to market at first, just to yeah, see if it's a viable product, and and you know, people were digging it. So, yeah, yeah, it's taken off, and we're just adding more products and more products. So, no, that's good. Now you just um, you just got back from New Zealand, and yeah. how that? Well, 
other than so we're in BC, <laughs> um, and uh, I see a, a video of your camera. Oh Christ! And yeah. uh, so how far did that thing? You see, your camera took a shit on you. Basically, you were cleaning out your tar, and then uh, yeah, eighteen hundred vertical feet. So I, you know, I just got to. Um, I shot a, a tar the night before, let it sit. It was late at night. Or late in the evening, I should say. Uh, let it sit. Went back down, you know, camp, did all that thing. Went up the next day, found the tar, got it on a nice little perch on a little cliff there, you know, to take some pictures, pull out the camera, do all my, you know, my pictures, whatnot. Stuff the camera back in the case, zip it up, put the buckle on it, sit it down, start skinning out the tar. And then I just hear the dunk. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't do this. Don't do this. So I just see it going. And I almost launched myself. I just wasn't thinking straight. I'm like, oh, shit. Good thing I didn't jump off that. So, and I just see this thing. It's like a snowball. I mean, it's just going down. It's in the case at first. And you know how it goes. It just starts building up momentum. Hits a rock. The case explodes open. I just see my camera in there. Everything happening in slow-mo. Because now you got to remember, like, half the reason I did this trip was just to get pictures. I mean, you know, that and the hunting, obviously, and the experience. But uh, that was a big portion of it. And being an idiot, I only backed up a little bit of the trip. So the SD card in there had everything, everything I'd shot on this whole trip. And this is going into, you know, week three. So I just see this whole trip just like flashing in front of my eyes. And this thing just starts building a momentum. The lens busts off of it. And I'm just trying to follow the body the whole way. And this is a scree field. I mean, I don't know. The rocks are maybe fist size, even smaller. Like it's a, like there's a newer mountain range. So it's not like out here. There are these huge boulders. Like what we were climbing up, Frank. Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's like this shale that when you climb up it, you take one step, half step down. So pieces are just flying off this thing. And I mean, it goes down 1,800 vertical feet and I just see it stop at the bottom. And I'm like, well, shit, do I just leave the tar here? What do I do at this point? You know, I just finished skinning him out, take the meat off and I just start heading down looking for parts. Yeah. And never found the SD card? No, no. I spent the whole day. I found the lens, everything else besides the body. I uh, went and dropped the tar off, uh, hiked back up, and then spent the rest of the day just looking for the body. Eventually walk up to the body and all I'm thinking is, "Where's it? God, I hope that door's closing on SD card. And sure enough, it wasn't. Yeah. Which can't, was that an A7? A7R2. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Now you have a big decision of what do you get now. I just bought the same thing. I love it. Yeah. You know, yeah, I was I was using my backup Canon the last couple of days and uh I'm not saying it's the best camera. I think Canon's got a lot more options with lenses, though you could convert it, but it's it's always nice to go native with the body and the lenses. Uh it's great for a solo hunter because you could do a lot of stuff. I use, you know, my, my phone as a shutter and just that back screen, how it tilts. It's just it's really easy to maneuver as a, as a solo hunter. And if you're taking a lot of sophisticated selfies and all that, that's all I do, take pictures of myself. Can we attribute me to you getting that? Didn't Yeah, no, 100% yeah. that was you. Yeah, because I was going to say, I think I was bugging you to take a look at it because yeah. you had a 5D Mark II or three at first. Yeah, I think it was actually the one. It was ancient. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah. Or maybe it's the two. I can't even remember. But no, you, uh, you, you had it at the time. And I'm like, yeah, let me play with that thing a little bit. And uh, it was sick. It was smaller. You know, so which is real nice. Again, cutting that weight down in the backcountry. But then the time you add all the lenses to it, it really doesn't matter, right? Yeah, that was my big decision because obviously I'm shooting the Nikon 850 now. And that was a big choice between the A7R3 and the 850. And the the main reason for me is that sensor is right there when you pop that Mm -hmm. lens off. And I've screwed up so many sensors and had them dirty or whatever. And that was the downside. I mean, there's many downsides to the two, not many, 
battery life. Um, uh, it kills you. Single SD card slot. Yep. That, that yep. also. Yep. Um, but the A7R3, they fixed a lot of that stuff. They did, yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, it's a tough decision anytime with camera gear. I mean, I don't know weight-wise. There's some difference, definitely. Sure. But, you know, once you start, if you get the native, like the G-series lenses for the Sonys, they're as heavy as the Nikons or the oh, yeah. Canons anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, that is one good thing. Any of those top-end cameras, it's kind of... You're picking fly shit out of Chile in a lot of ways because 100%. they're they all take pretty insane photos. Frank's running my uh, Sony's now. When you actually, right. you liking yeah, them? You would not believe how many photos this guy will take on one hunt. <laughs> yeah? Dude, I was using the video camera the whole last trip. <laughs> you about in Alabama. <laughs> you had the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Excuses are coming. I'll tell you. got done. He you took can like only, fucking you can only, seven photos. No, that's not true. <laughs> I had some. <laughs> I had a couple selfies with my phone. I only had seven usable photos, but I had some photos. It's hard to take pictures of a... Uh, We've already went over this. Of whitetail. Well, I mean, yeah. No, yeah. he just, he, I mean, he has the same problem everybody has. It's it's not like it's a frank thing. It It is hard when you're hunting to pull the camera out. It is. It, it just is. And so, you know, for, for me, like on the, you know, the the bear hunt, you know, I killed a bear, so I got the camera. It it comes out a hell of a lot more after the fucking animal's dead than it did before, oh, right? Sure. And especially, like, if you're carrying, you know, a fuller, a full frame, even a full frame, like a mirrorless, yeah. it's a big bastard, right? So, sure. I mean, it's not like you're, you're like, oh, let me pull this out and become more mobile, right? Now you got something the size of a fucking baby hanging off you trying to take pictures. So, and that's what, basically with you, you just got to get used to pulling it. Pulling the camera. Well, out. you know, and I think I attribute I mean, this Frank's to. Frank's not good at pulling out anyway, right? So <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Dirty bastard. <laughs> uh, but I think I attribute Jesus. that to you as well. You gave me that that design, whatever that yeah, thing peak is. Peak design. Peak design, and and just having that clipped on uh, to my my shoulder strap, and it just having it accessible. I think I take double the pictures with that thing because it's there. You know what I mean? If I got to go in my backpack, stop, take my pack off, especially if it's heavy. And you know, for me, heavy is like forty pounds. <laughs> so you know, if I got to take that thing out of there and take a picture, and you know, you're like, ah, eh, fuck it, at that point. So, but if that's right on your shoulder, boom, pull that thing off. Yeah, not bad. It is a bitch because it's you know you got a big camera on there, and it's you know it. it weighing around and especially if you know if you're going to go in for a shot or something with your bow and it could get in the way but oh yeah for sure and I've, I've gotten to the point i bounce back and forth yeah. i'll uh have that peak design shoulder sling um mm. with the quick it's got a, like a quick rip adjustment and i'll hang that on my right side if i have the chance to shoot because i can't shoot my left and then i'll go to that shoulder strap peak design sure. like shoulder mount yeah um I mean, going for me, I really like taking photos of of hunts of people on hunts. I mean, I, I just enjoy that as much probably as hunting in a lot of ways. But as I say that, if we're out there and I have a tag in my pocket, it's not like I'm like, oh, you know what, I'm just gonna let this tag Yo, sit yeah, here because yeah. I want to take some pictures, you know. But it is, it is. I mean, I like telling the story with photos, and, sure. and I'm not worth a shit at taking video. Um, I'm kind of on the other boat. Like I hardly ever take video as I'm giving people crap about taking photos. But ah, I mean it. I it people seem to enjoy it. You know, I get an occasional smart ass that thank God I kill stuff and take photos of sunsets. Uh, yeah, you Cal Halliday, if you're listening, and Ryan Avery, <laughs> fuck you both. I kill and take photos of sunsets. But it is true when you if you can't hunt that well, or and I say or hunting is bad. I take a lot of photos. That's probably why I take a lot of photos <laughs> right there. Why? No, but it's nice car like capturing the lifestyle side of it too. You know, I mean, the dead animal, that's great. That's what gets all the likes. That's what people want to see. There's no doubt about it. You could go through your own feed and 
I can almost guarantee the kill shots are the ones that are getting people like, oh, if it's not a dead deer in it, I don't want to see it. You know yeah. what I mean? Type yeah. of thing. So like, Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little Bill Clinton one. <laughs> but, you know, I'll, it's, do, I'll do Hillary. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but being able to capture everything else. And, you know, you pull that out of your shots for sure. Like, um, you know, I mean, we're out there for the kill. There's no doubt about it. But there's a lot of other cool stuff to experience during it. And if you could capture that through your imagery, it's. Well, I can tell, tell you, you. Remember that lantern I pack around, that Primus? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that thing, like I've got a new one, right? And I'm only carrying that because I don't need it for this trip, just for kick-ass lantern night photos at yeah. night. Because Amy's like, why are you carrying that? And I was like, honestly, it makes good photos. Yeah. And I was like, you know, because I've got one where you look like a little baby coming out of your bivy uh, <laughs> with that lantern. <laughs> you literally your womb. face. It was with the trip with you when you came up with us. Yeah, fishing. yeah, yeah. I've got one, a bunch of, yeah, and it's funny because you literally look like you're like 12 coming out. Of, you just look young. I mean, you're shaved. You don't have a beard. And you've kind of got a this young sad Frank. face. Yeah. But that lantern, whatever, it, I mean, it, it, it just makes for cool shots. And I know you don't do it either. We don't really like fake a lot. Like we did... Um, um, that the photos a bunch for Nikon and those were fake as hell. I mean, we climbed sure. up on cliffs and took them. But for the most part, like there's not a lot of do overs that go on. I mean, we just take the photos as as shit happens. But when I get into low light, that's totally off. I mean, stop, quit moving. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, no, yeah you have to. Yeah, there's, there's no choice with that. Slow shutter speed. That's oh, the way it's yeah. got to work. Yeah. Oh yeah. Trying to get everybody to stand still is a fucking miracle too. And, and I guess stand still, like freeze. There's like different levels of freezing depending upon who you're at. You could say freeze and that tells a guy, actually, I can still text. Or yeah. you could tell another guy freeze and I'm like, well, don't freeze with a dumb face. You yeah. <laughs> Freeze Hot in a good a pose, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel it. Yep, yep. Yeah, exactly. Well, what, all, uh, what else do you got? Because you're pretty much a, a free spirit on hunting as far as you'll find something you want to do and just yeah. pop it up and head down. What do you got going on this year? That's a good question. I, I didn't pull any tags, so I got to start finding some stuff. Um, you know, I try to like to uh, – I really like to jump the different uh, – um, places i've never hunted before yeah you know i mean last year I did hawaii for a month uh it was super cool i don't think i'm gonna be doing that this year on the big island so uh they're getting hammered there with lava but uh you know then did um you know like we had talked about new zealand this year i'm not sure next year you know maybe maybe back to new zealand um you know just met a rad group of guys down there that were you know just a ton of fun to hang out with and uh there's potential for that and then uh you know any other states i could pull tags out of Gotcha. Okay, yeah. The, the, um, the, uh, you, well, you've went in a few times to the godforsaken, um, uh, area we hunt up in the, you know, Northern corner and, uh, yeah. that'll make a man out of you quick. Uh, it's early. Early. What, what do you go in like for 10 days? Cause people ask, cause you're definitely a little bit on the lighter side compared yeah, to me. Yeah. What do you, weight wise, do you pay attention to that too much or does what goes in your packs in your pack and that's what you need? Not a ton. I typically don't weigh it before I leave. Um, I'm trying to get better about that to start slimming stuff down. But what I did start doing is I bring just like a little notebook. Uh, I use that for anything, just writing notes, you know, company wise or just thoughts, that type of thing for uh, blogging. But I also use that, like I, I took that in early when I started getting into the backpack hunting and I put my whole equipment list on there and then I start checking off stuff I didn't use. Yeah. You know, so I started doing that and I was able to slim down uh, pretty well what I'm using when I'm back there. And you know, what I really don't need is just a luxury. And then I started getting rid of some of the luxuries like the, uh, like the crazy Creek. Like I found myself, like I'd be like glassing and falling asleep. I'm like, well, this shit's not working, you know? So <laughs> sit on a rock, man, and be uncomfortable. And like that, 
that solved that problem in a hurry. So just getting rid of some of the luxuries. But I think I go in with a 10 day. The worst part is food. So if it's 10 days, it's 20 pounds of food. I think I feel I eat twice as much Shit, as you. Shit, I have, right? No, I'm always starving in there. I come out emaciated. My wife's like, I got to feed you. And I'm like, yeah, yes, you do. So. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Oh, shit. What, uh, I, well, I try to – when I ask, you know, people ask all the time, what's your pack way? And I generally don't know. Like, oh, yes, I'm saying, yeah. And, and, and I've done this long enough for me where what – if it's in there – well, I, I say that. On this trip we're going on, which is just a fishing trip, there's all kinds of shit in there I don't sure, need. Sure, right? yeah, yeah. But – when we go serious, like on a serious trip, if it's in there, it ain't fucking coming out. I need it, right? Like exactly. I, I mean, multiple it, uses, all that type of stuff. Yeah. And, and so putting it on a spreadsheet is only going to fucking depress me. Yeah. I mean, I have to have what's in that pack, and so weighing it is kind of a moot point for me. And I've said this a lot. Like, no matter what the 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 spreadsheet says, if it if I need it, I I'm going to pack it along, and so. Of course, I'm in a different position. Fast forward, you know, 15 years, I might be worried, you know, about weight a little bit sure. more. And for us, like for me, I'm eating a minimum of, you know, 3,000 calories a day. Yep. So that's 30 ounces, you know, roughly. Um, and then I drink 100 ounces of water a day, but I don't have that on me all the time. I just fill up when right, I need right. to. But when you, you know, I talk to guys or whatever, I got an extra pair of socks, mm-hmm. usually an extra pair of underwear. Yep. That's for a four-day hunt or a 10-day hunt. Sometimes I don't bring that on a four-day trip, but- um, No extra pants, no extra shirts. Yeah, no, it's just what you need. Yeah, exactly. And then you start, you know, you go through, I'm not bringing a lantern on most hunts. I just, you know, unless it's like, it's, you know, it's a super easy one, I will, but I mean any serious one. But as far as like, um, and Frank's the same way, I mean, we've got in there the basic, you've got your kill kit. I got a headlamp. I generally have new batteries unless it's a 10-day hunt. I'll have new and an extra set. But there's not a whole lot of shit going on in that pack. Most of the space left over when I have a big pack is for dead animals, right? Yeah, I may go yeah. in with 7,000 cubic inches, but, you know, three of that is, um, you know, for the space or 2,500 of yeah. it is for the animal. And, and then my camera, it, shit, it takes up 1,800 cubic inches by itself when the case with the extra lens or whatever. So It's a killer, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's minimal. There's no doubt about it. You know, it's... Uh, it, being, you know, especially being a light guy like me, I just, I can't take that extra weight going in, you know, then when you knock down an animal, you just, you just know you're going to be miserable and you just get after it. But, uh, you know, going in light and then just being able to, if you need to throw your camp on your back, you know, go into different spots and hunt throughout the day with shit on your back, you know, then at least, you know, so I'd say 50 ish would be, you know, my best guess. I did just put a, uh, um, whole Excel spreadsheet because I got asked a lot to do that for this uh, New Zealand trip and I had put all my equipment and I had to do that because you know you're 50 pounds each bag two bags and then your carry on so it was no choice like I, I came down I think it was 49 and a half for each you know bag that I, I checked so I had to do the spreadsheet for that type of thing so I just posted it online so if people are really curious they could they could take a look what I brought on that trip um but that had a little bit more extras you know what I mean it wasn't t- you know exactly a backpacking trip there was a lot of shit i just needed a lot of extra clothes because i knew i wouldn't be doing laundry and three weeks in the same underwear could get you know gamey <laughs> oh, yeah. to say the least <laughs> oh yeah i think too uh the ability i mean fear is a fucking problem when people sure. are back there One fear the to get off the trail fear to get stuck away from camp a lot of and a lot of that's um you know maybe their skill set's not as as high and not to pump both of your tires up, but I mean, people have asked me, well, they don't ask me about Frank anymore because they know I mean, pretty much everything <laughs> they know about Frank, but it, like people ask me about you and I'm like, uh, 
you know, when the world ending and the zombies coming, if I got to pick five guys, you know, you two will be there. Like I could say to either one of you, hey, I'm stuck on this mountain and magically have three dead bodies around me. You know, you're like, okay, I'll grab a shovel. Uh, I'll be there soon. And then you're like, well, the ground's kind of hard. Maybe we should move. Right? I mean, you guys are prepared to do anything at any time. Sure. You don't find that very often with guys. You're going to have guys that are afraid of heights, guys that – I mean, let's just face it, have a family obligations that you can't sure. get around. But, you know, truthfully, as far as just, you know, whatever, call it foraging, right? You're not necessarily living off of the land, but to a certain degree, you're making the best of what you have around you and not afraid to go over the next mountain, hitchhike back to you. I've had to hitchhike back to my vehicle multiple times, sure. you know, to where one trailhead is not your your God. You don't have to come back to that trailhead you will hide your backpack, hitchhike back to your vehicle, drive back to your backpack, shit like that. A lot of people just aren't willing or capable of of doing things like that. And um, I mean, and obviously both of you guys are. I mean, I attribute a lot of with you were doing that before anyway, when you were mountain climbing, when you know, you're doing a lot of climbing, I would guess. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I, I always kind of liked being outside my comfort zone. And I think that, you know, that's completely applicable to, uh, uh, to hunting. So, you know, a lot of times I'll get like, oh, how do you go in for 10 days? And I just kind of look back and I have a lot of past experience. I'm like, well, shit, this is nothing. Like, you know, I'm like, you, you put yourself in danger at times earlier in your life. You know what I mean? That you could always fall back on that and say, you know, like, well, shit, I'm not climbing a 3000 foot cliff and sleeping overnight on the thing. Like, you know, where if I screw up, I'm, you know, I'm eating shit. Right. Like I'm in the woods, you know, it's Colorado. I could walk out of this place at any given time. Yeah. Stuff could happen. I'm not making light of it. You know, I think it's just past experience and it is tough if somebody's just getting into it and they never push themselves. They've never had that, you know, and they're using the hunting as or, or the backpacking as the experience to um, to push themselves. But if you don't have that frame of reference from, you know, previous experiences, it could be a you know, pretty big deal. And I understand that. I'm not saying everybody has to do it the way we do it. I enjoy doing it the way we do it. You know, you guys obviously do too. So I think that's why we all click. But yeah, it's tough, man. Yeah. And I don't, I, I'm not like, you know, I'm not like begrudging is not the white, like I'm not downgrading someone that sure, sure. has that fear. What I'm saying is get rid of it because it will yes. make you more efficient. And and it, yeah, that's experience. And it will come and, into play back in there without a doubt. Oh yeah. And I mean, well, you had the one deal where we won't mention He's like Voldemort now. Until I see him, I'll be fucking yelling his name. But uh, oh. <laughs> where they got misplaced, right? Okay. And, uh, you know, one guy's freaking out a bit. And Frank's like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. Right? I mean, I tried to explain to, to Amy when, when Corey and Mike came to meet us. She's like, what if they can't find us? I'm like, well, it's not like that's a survival situation. They have all their shit on their back. <laughs> they could walk well, out. Oh, well, I was like, yeah, I was like, they'll just pitch their tent where they don't have sure. to get here to survive. <laughs> right, right. It's not a life and death situation here. Well, and I mean, for you know, for example, for me, I mean, a lot of people don't realize this. You can survive two weeks without food, roughly. Yeah. yeah two days without water. Um, it's going to suck, but yeah. Yeah. So if you're stuck out overnight, um, you know, for me or, or, you know, you get to, to where you're like, you know, shivering cold. I mean, Movement is is life, right? If you can move, you get your body warmed up, get down to the wood line, build a fire. Fire is like a huge thing for me. Like it just makes everything in life better when you have a fire going. But you never truly, unless you've broken a leg, unless some kind of crazy weather comes in, it's got a pretty pretty freakish thing for your life to be in jeopardy. Yeah. After that, it's really just you're going to suffer a bit. Um, Yeah, and it's just perspective. I mean, if if you don't have that – 
it's easy to sit there and make, you know, our situation, like everything seemed like life and death. Like I get into my truck and I'm like, oh my God, you know, am I going to die on the way to work today? With that type of, like, it's always, it's just our Fuck natural. traffic is bad. <laughs> oh my God. I call my wife and say my goodbyes. You know, like it's easy to do that because we, we maybe we take ourselves too seriously. But if we just step back a little bit, we're back in there. We're like, dude, this is really, I mean, you hiked in here, right? So you sure as hell should be able to hike back out. You start looking at it that way, then you don't take it as seriously. And then it's part of that mental game of staying in. We've talked about this a hundred times. Like, yeah. Did you know what uh, kind of gave me a good perspective on that? That fucking documentary, Meru, that we yeah. watched? Yep. Mm. Like, those motherfuckers are That's crazy. What, and, like, insane. the stuff that we do. Nothing. Yeah. Not yeah. even not yep. even anything close to that. And that's that's more life and death and hardcore than anything that we oh, got 100%, going on. But if a lot of people don't have that perspective or, or aren't able to look at something like that, like, oh, well, this isn't as bad as that. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why it's always good in life to have those experiences that you can look back on and be like, well, this isn't as bad as that. So I'm fine. You know, mm-hmm. exactly. it keeps you going. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah. I mean, believe me, like I... I mean, minus laziness, there's times where I'm like, fuck, I don't want to climb the next fuck. Well, yeah, yeah. Taking a break today, fuck that. That's pretty high, <laughs> right? But, uh, you know, you look at, let's say, an, an animal. Obviously, this is audio, uh, so you're going to have to just bear with me. But you are on, you know, mountaintop A, and you're glassing, and 1,800 yards or so, a mile roughly, you know, 1672 or the fuck it is, across uh, is a deer, right, or multiple deer. And you have a... 1800 foot drop to your right and then a 2400 foot climb to get out and around that deer on the left side you have a straight vertical cliff that you can traverse drop back down you know whatever the case may be to get you to that deer what i just described 99 out of 100 hunters that has canceled them out to even approach that deer right that's too much effort physical effort to get there and then they have to get back to where you take a guy if you know from the map right you're looking at it the chances of someone else hunting that deer are so slim Mm -hmm. that all right we'll pack your shit up and get the fuck over there right like i mean all it is that now you don't want to push yourself so far where you're in physical but this all goes into the package right you're in physical you have the physical ability to do it you have the food to last the length of time you need to get there if you just go that extra mile to get over there more than most likely you're going to kill that deer. Um, or, or you have a lot better opportunity where most guys are just passing that up. What happens is, one, the physical fitness or laziness. Yeah. Most people aren't going to do that. Two um, is the wherewithal, whatever you want to call it, the the foresight to um, – go ahead. Like the, like the, the mental fortitude to yeah, stay in and to get after it? Yeah. I mean to, 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 to know that, one – I have a, you know, that deer, I, you know, I could kill that deer having the, yeah, the, the, the mental aptitude to, to push yourself to do it and then know that if you do get it, you can get back out or you may have to come out a different way because mm-hmm. you've gone so far in that, you know, now you're so far from the, the fucking trail and you're closer sure. to another end of the wilderness, especially in Colorado, you go far enough in, sometimes you're coming out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of people won't do that. And, you know, the more you do it, the more experienced you get. And, and again, um, you know, we get haters that listen to the podcast like, oh, you don't need to do all that shit to kill a deer. Well, no shit. I mean, I've killed them off the side of the road, right? It, it happens. Well, yeah. I just like doing it this way. Well, and that's that's 100% it. You know, it's it's what is it to you? You know, hunting could be anything. I've never been in a sport or whatever you want to call it. It's, I'm sure it's not a sport, but uh, into something where you could buy your way into success so easily. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could get yourself on private property. You could get yourself an outfitter. You could get, you know. Landowner tags. Sure. And, yeah. I mean, where you're practically shooting out of the back of a pickup truck, you know, killing a monster. That's fine. Shoot you know, a bear in someone's front yard. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I still would do that. <laughs> Somebody was asking me about that, and I'm like, well, look, guys, uh, I shot mine last year. You saw where I shot mine. Fuck, I just jumped out of the truck and shot it, it's right? Where, I mean, it is where it is, yeah. you know? I mean, shit. I, yeah, well, that's I, I wrote an article, and I, I got to that point. And I said, I'd like to really lie about this and tell some crazy story, but uh, – Literally jumped out of the truck, ran in the ditch, <laughs> came up the hill. You saw where it was at and, and shot it right off the road. But I mean, I was probably, what, was that 60 yards off the road probably from where to where I shot it? I mean, I you know, it would have been a cooler story if I shot it a different way. In the case of Frank's, yours was way farther off the road than that one. Stabbing me off the road in somebody's yard. Well, there you go. Wherever but the grass is, I mean, basically. That's the thing. That's where they're at. Yeah. Shoot them where they are, you know? You can go into the backcountry <laughs> and just search all day long and not see a damn thing. I'd rather take the easy way. I'm kind of the same thing. Oh, yeah. And I, people talk to you about like whitetail hunting. Like, I can't believe you can sit in a tree stand that long. And it's like, yeah, I've backpack hunted long enough to where I get to November. I'm welcoming. Over it. Uh, yeah, I'm ready yeah. to sit in a tree stand and sleep yep. in a bed. Um, yeah, you guys just picked that up too. I mean, I just started, I'd say last year was the first real year, like real year into whitetail. Um, you guys are digging it, huh? Well, I've hunted whitetails for, uh, since 2002. Oh, okay. I've hunted them a shit ton. Um, I mean, I don't, let's see, I've hunted them in Nebraska and Kansas, um, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois, so Alabama now, Texas. Yeah, you sound I'm, like okay. fucking Johnny Cash on that yeah. song. <laughs> I've been never. Well, and the thing is, is it's like I'm not a great whitetail hunter. You know, what I'm good at is when someone says, "Go sit in this fucking sure. tree." Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, it's easy enough. Okay, I'll sit here. Yep. Well, and the one, you know, the one thing I found too, like it when I first started up in Minnesota, like the wind, right? Yeah, you're huge. stuck in one spot where down here, right, you move your body. Shift. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, I'd hunt these areas, and and I didn't know what I was doing. I'm like, well, it seems like they're probably bedding over there. Hmm. Yeah, the wind's blowing that way. That's probably not good. Maybe something else will come by. <laughs> yeah, it didn't happen, right? They, nope. They, they sleep one place, they go eat another. And uh, so, I mean, the, the wind is a huge factor. And, I mean, it's funny, every afternoon, like in Alabama, right, get a big map of the area, everything is figured in just the wind, right? That's oh, yeah, all, That's what you're looking at. Um, but, yeah, now I've hunted in a tree stand for forever. I mean – I don't know how many times I've like a lone wolf, um, like a salt to hang on. I don't know how many of those I've hung, but it's a bunch. But it's funny, you know. I'm horrible, right? I never wore a harness. Um, really bad about that, and I'm getting better now. But like we backpack. Not in. true. What's that? Getting better about the harness. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's got to say that Wrong. for the lawyers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just been called out <laughs> dude we fucking pulled up we pulled up to pick him up and he had a, a climber and he's like you guys just missed it I was hanging from my oh, climber mother <laughs> I am gonna tell that story so we do this uh, we did a podcast on optics I got a I got a phone call from um one of the the people that run the optics companies that we talked about, who was not happy, talked to them, and I'm on. Uh, I always hook up the climber, the bottom platform to the top when I'm sitting, because um, I have had them come out. Okay. So, you know, I, I'm climbing back down, and it's whatever tree has that long peely bark, right? And it's real oh, rugged. Yeah. So trying to get the band over is a pain. So you're doing a lot of shifting back and forth to kick around. So. <laughs> The motherfucking platform fell out right straight down. Jesus Christ. I've got no, no, I don't have a harness, right? And uh, I hope nobody's watching. I hope nobody's you know, and, watching. And, and this is one of those things where you talk about like desensitized or what you're, you know, I wasn't like, 
I'm strong enough. I mean, it, my elbows are screwed up. I'm strong enough to hang for a while. I've got pretty good at. So I'm sitting here thinking, one, fuck, I hope these guys don't pull up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I've got my forearms on the, the seat because that's how you climb with yeah, it, right? Yeah. But the platform is, what, 14 feet below me? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, all the way down. Oh, it went. So <laughs> I'm kind of like assessing the situation because right now I just like, you know, like a, like a, a, a short person at feet don't hit the bottom to the floor, right? On a chair, a kid, right? I'm like, I don't hear the, the bad boy buggy coming. I got some time and I'm like, okay, I go to a, basically a hanging position. I'll just swing in. I'll taunt like mission impossible. It'll just get my legs around the tree. So I do that and I go down to one arm and then I'm like reaching in and I, my left arm is screwed up because I can't pull that well. Okay. So in midst of all this, I'm like, okay, I need to hang with my left one because it's just not – because I got serious pain in there. So I go to the one-handed pull-up and my body's leaning away. My legs are wrapped around the tree. And then I'm kind of like reaching with my right hand and then finally just let go and suck onto the tree as tight as I can. <laughs> you remember how much bark was on my chest? <laughs> oh, and then I – Just bark burn all the way down. Oh, Lord, because that's – you know, at that point now, you're just panda bearing it down, right? I'm, I, I get down to the bottom, get it, climb back. And then I'm thinking – I'm not going to tell anyone, right? I've gotten this done in plenty of time. But then I had to climb back up by doing the same thing, right? I got to bear, grip the tree, go up, grip the tree, go up, get the platform, come back down. I bet I burn more calories in that event than the rest of the week trying to get that thing down. You're at the bottom in a complete flop sweat. It's like, what's going on up <laughs> well, there, how did buddy? You, did you I do? tell you guys or was I was my face all red you and sweaty? You were all worked up. And oh. this, this, your arms were all tired. like, why the fuck are you so tired, dude? Oh, that was I, the vascularity of my forearms and biceps at that time was at an all-time high because you know, I'm gripping that tree like my life depended on it, right? <laughs> it did. <laughs> oh, it was a pretty big tree too. But I mean, if that was, you know, hanging different tree stands, right? Like, you know, everybody seems to call a, tr a hardwood a poplar. Okay. Uh, in my opinion, like, oh, it's poplar, right? Or whatever. That's an aspen. Well, that shit ain't right because you can stand on an aspen branch and it not break off, but you, an alder? Motherfucker snap quick, right? <laughs> so in Oregon, hanging a tree, I had just come from Wisconsin. Mm -mm. You stand on whatever branch you want. They don't break. Sure. So then I go on a hardwood. Then I go to Oregon, and we're hunting blacktails. Do not stand on an alder branch if you're a fat kid, right? Oh, shit, note to self. They just snap right off right <laughs> so i mean as i'm and my buddy uh his name's johnny fortado he's a um guy he was he, he was a mountain biker skier guy guy's crazy as hell he lives in uh uh mount hood now or not mount hood uh where do they do all the windsurfing and shit in oregon uh, off the columbia river uh i thought that was hood that Hood River? Yeah, Hood River. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Hood, Hood River. River. Yep. He lives in Hood River now, but same kind of, you know, when I met him crazy on a mountain bike, he's the one that got me in the mountain bike, right? So I've got like a, at that time we were riding Cannondales. I had a Gemini and a Prophet with that lefty fork oh, yeah, on, yeah, the, yeah. on the yeah, Prophet. The fork. You know, and I'm a fucking fat kid riding a mountain bike, right? I had no business and he's crazy as hell taking, I mean, I think his his email's head trauma because <laughs> he's had so many concussions. <laughs> yeah. The one thing that's cool is he used to give me shit about being fat and I'm not fat now. He's fat. So if you're listening, Johnny, <laughs> ha, um, <laughs> dad bod, but like that guy, you know, as far as like different, you know, hunting trips or whatever else, I don't know where I was leading on talking about all this stuff, but, um, yeah, he's successful 100% from mountain biking, snowboarding, yeah, backpacking. Yeah. I mean, that was a big thing with him. But, yeah, anyway, he initially knew way more 
about tree stand hunting than I did. And so when I met up with him, he's from Maryland originally. Yeah, that's what yeah. you do it there. Oh, yeah, for sure. So he and I, like, all over Washington, we lived in Washington together, hung tree stands all over the place trying to kill blacktails, which uh, I'm not afraid of blacktails, to be honest with you. They're hard to kill. They sound – I've never done it, but I've heard. Brutal. They're pretty in, nocturnal, aren't they? In my opinion – I'm going to get hate mail over this. <laughs> Most large blacktails are shot in the dark. Now, I'm not saying anyone's a poacher. I'm not <laughs> – don't message me. I'm not bringing up any names. I am saying the best success people have is when you cannot see very well, right? Whether that be last light or that be 45 minutes after light in the backyard where the apple tree's at when you're sitting on the roof and the motion sensor comes on. <laughs> and it is hard. You have a headlamp yeah. on. <laughs> It is hard to kill blacktails in the daytime. Um, now, I'm from Oregon originally. We shot a lot of what I call bench legs. They're right on that cascade, you know, border or whatever where they're, you know, bench leg like mule deer blacktail um, or whatever. But now, how much whitetail hunting did you do back there? Because what I understand, it's a shit show back east where you're at trying to find any place to even hunt. Well, until I uh, – um, while I hunted back there, I started young with my father and uh, my brother, you know, typical raised in a hunting family. Uh, we did a good amount, you know, but I think I only hunted till I was maybe like 13, 14. Um, so I think I got one button buck with a bow. That's the only one I ever shot. But I mean, everything back there, it's all it's all tree stand. But then oddly enough, you know, as, as you go through those rebel years of your teenage years, I was a, a vegetarian for six Were years. Were you really? Six years. Holy Mother shit. of pearl. Yeah. But it was crazy because my dad would, uh, you know, he'd go out hunting grouse and I'd still go with him. I wouldn't carry a gun. I had no issues with the hunting side of things. It was just more the... Who, who the fuck knows? You know, I was in like a punk band and, you know, you're just like, <laughs> I'm rebelling against everything. You ain't know what you're, you know, what do you, well, what do you, why do you, why did you do that? You're like, oh, you know, it just kind of <laughs> sounded cool at the time. So, yeah, yeah, did that. But so that stopped hunting, obviously. And I didn't do any white tail after that. And then uh, not until last year out here. Yeah. You know, just, I mean, it just extends the season. Would I do that over muleys or elk? Yeah, I don't think so. But uh, it's fun, you know, in its own right. Oh yeah, yeah. Just yeah. different. I don't did I explain it pretty good to you when we went out, you know, kind of how the whole I mean, it is hard for me to not get some tree stand hunting in because the adrenaline rush you get when that animal first oh, comes yeah, in yeah. when you're in a tree. Did you get that? Oh yeah. Well, if it, every every place was like Alabama, that place was pretty spectacular. What's crazy? Of deer. It's a shot rich environment. It's a with crack-headed deer. So, I mean, you know you're going to shoot something. Sure. Are you going to hit it in the spine? Probably, right? They drop fast or whatever. But it was good for, for Frank because that was the first time. you. That, it, the first trip, I kind of had to get dialed in. I killed three. And then dude, we went he, back and I fucking well, killed like, I, like I a nine or my, 11 or something. Picture that wife that you guys had in the pickup truck. She's like, well, why don't you go there? She loves game meat. You know, that's all we really eat <laughs> yeah. in the house. She's like, well, why aren't you there? What are you doing hunting Nebraska? You haven't shot anything yet. He's like, look at Frank and Aaron. They're destroying it. And I'm like, all right, stop yelling at me. The first time we pulled out though, on the one. One tree stand set we had it was kind of at a downhill so the front side was probably what 20 feet and the back was 17 oh, for you oh fuck yeah he was coon Ooh. i don't know if we're gonna have to edit that out can i say <laughs> raccoon um <laughs> um i he, reckon <laughs> I, he was uh it white knuckling i mean he <laughs> he was sitting in that, like he was you know when you're in trouble you gotta put the dunce cap on and sit in the corner yeah, yeah. he was like just Sitting oh, in the pulled away. It was a little windy. <laughs> Tightening I'm up like, the harness what more the and more. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. an alpha hang on from Lone Wolf. So okay, the platform's yep, yep. about 12 by 12 and the seat's about 4 by 4. I mean, it's just that a was like That was one of the tallest stands that we had yeah. there, minus the sniper spot. But that one, you couldn't really fall out of the sniper spot because all those branches. 
Well, you could that fall, fucking, but you'd be fine. That yeah. one tree, yeah, that yeah. tree, there was like nothing to fucking save you. Yeah. And I'm like, I was a little worried. That semblance of safety by having the branches <laughs> out. Like, if I'm going to fall, I'm going to dive there. I shit you not. So Ryan Avery in North Idaho, right? Yep, Ryan yep. tells me about this tree stand. He gives me the 10-digit grid. And he says, it's tall. And he's like, it's tall enough. You're going to wonder how my fat ass hung it, right? <laughs> Dude, I got out. Like, I got in there. How would that little monkey was able to hang those <laughs> it was so fucking high no shit that i took my pull cord because of course i didn't bring a, a harness which we're gonna get tons of hate mail about this i pull the pull cord up and tie myself to the tree <laughs> with the pull cord just to make sure that i'm close enough to, Jesus. it was high like it had been 34 feet up i'm not what the fuck? i got to up there and i was like your shot angle is going to be insane. Well, and I'm thinking, like, I have basically no real fear of heights. Like, I sure. don't, don't, don't bother me at all. I'm up there and I'm sitting and I'm like, all right, this is the first time in a tree stand. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it's a tiny little baby gorilla $99 tree stand. And it, you could tell he ran out of steps lower and had to reassess as he's climbing. Yeah. Because there's like one, a couple sets at the lower end where you've got to hop oh, yeah, to grab yeah. the next yep, one. Yep. And I'm like, how? And Ryan's not exactly Spider-Man, right? I mean, he's what, 5'8 and 220? Whoa. How he hung that, I was like, wow. So then I get up there and I'm like, there's no way <laughs> I'm staying in this tree stand. So, I, I mean, I, I literally, it was, and it, yeah, it was windy. You know, I stay yep. there for like 20 minutes, tie myself up. Five minutes after, I've got myself tied with 1.8 millimeter pull cord around my chest. Jeez. It's going to do no good. I'm like, I'm going to climb back down. <laughs> you getting down was like a freaking, I was like, whew. And, and uh, I mean, it, I don't know why I'm talking about that other than the fact of some guys, I mean, I know they're up 24, 28, 30 feet, you know. For elk, where we're at, 14, 18, you know, elk don't look up in the air, yeah, right? Yeah, 14, yeah. 15 feet high. In fact, the first time we hung one with Brian, who's done it with blacktails, he's making fun of it because it's basically 12 feet off the ground. And I'm like, well, dude, <laughs> I'm not doing this, you know, for any other reason than basically it gets us just enough off the ground. You know, they're not going to look at us. Get your scent uh, up it, a little. Yeah, scent up a little bit. But yeah, I don't, uh, I mean, the tree stand thing's fun for elk. It's not, that's obviously kind of boring compared to calling them in, but sometimes it's hot. You got to do what you got to do. But I mean, Frank, you liked it though, right? Uh, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. It it's addictive. fun. Yeah. It's one of those things I did not expect to like, cause I'm kind of ADD. I don't like to sit still much. I'm like, there's no way I'm staying in this thing for more than 20 minutes. And I found myself like all day sits up there. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's just different. I, not an everyday thing, but it's it's yeah. still fun. Once you get something right. to walk directly underneath yeah. you, like I had a few deer literally right underneath me, yeah. I had to drop a fucking spear on them. Yep. I was like, wow, well, this, this is That adrenaline dump like exciting. you were talking about, Aaron. Like, you know, because a lot of the stuff we do, like you're stalking in, and by the time you're on top of it, you got to put that arrow in them. This you're watching them like walk in at you, and you're like, oh, God, oh, God, don't screw up, you know? Like, don't drop my arrow. Done that, but uh, yeah, yep. no, I, yeah, I definitely, I had, I had just picked up the recurve for the Alabama hunt. So for me, the first one that came in, I, I wasn't exactly accurate at that time, and you're like, ah, I just had kind of a spaz attack. Like, Jesus, <laughs> how far is it? What's going on? I mean, it came. That was the first day I sat. First, first yeah. morning, came right in and <laughs> shot right under it. You know, I mean, 
whatever. But yeah, yeah. that immediate like pucker factor and adrenaline sure. rush, like it's, it's it's hard to. And it came in from. I mean, hell, I watched it for 150 yards coming in. Yeah, that didn't yeah. help anything. Really. No, it doesn't. Yeah, but I got one thing I was gonna bring up. You got to talk about the the what'd you call it? The turd rocket? Shit rocket? Yeah, the shit rocket <laughs> for climbing. Yeah. I had a feeling this was gonna come up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah. I mean, with big wall climbing, some of the areas you climb, you can't just take a shit off a portal edge. Yeah. Uh, portal edge. Yeah. If, if people don't know, it's like a platform you attach to the wall. You sleep on it, you know, belay off of it, that type of thing. Like if you're doing a multi-day climb, you're sleeping up there. So this gives you a platform to sleep on because a lot of times there's not ledges, that type of thing. So what you end up carrying in some of the areas like Yosemite, you can't just shit off there. You're going to hit tourists on the bottom or if there's climbers behind you. So what you end up carrying is like a, a PVC tube. Yeah. And, you, you know, you pack some lime in there and, you know, you basically <laughs> tell your buddy you're going to take a shit and you're putting that up to the old a-hole and, uh, and bombs away. He looks away. Yeah. <laughs> it's <That's>, brutal. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was thinking of that because uh, I had um, Amy and Frank watch Maru. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I follow Jimmy Chin. Is that his name? Yeah, he's yeah, an awesome yeah. dude. Yeah. I follow him on Instagram and, um, it, you know, and Conrad. Well, I don't follow Conrad or Anchor because I don't know if he has an Instagram page, but I've read a lot of stuff he's written just because I'm always... I'm not into the climbing thing. I mean, the only time I'm climbing up something is to kill a mountain goat sure. or a sheep, right? But it it, it always um, the physical like um, like what you have to do to 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 do what you guys were doing is insane, right? I mean, not those guys. Yeah, I mean, what I did was I wouldn't even put it in comparison to like Jimmy Chin, but I mean, those guys are balls of steel doing first ascents in the most obscene areas. I mean, where, where was that one? I mean, Maru was in crazy in your. Your chances of eating shit are pretty high. Yeah, on that stuff, rock fall, all types of things that you're worried about up there. Gear not holding, uh, shitty anchors. I mean, you know the, the exposure. So yeah, oh dear God, Frank, <laughs> what's going <laughs> Frank on came over in there? With a vengeance. Yeah, yeah. Just watching the, what those guys do is pretty pretty crazy. And yeah. I, I don't know. I think Con Conrad Anchor lives in Bozeman, but yeah, he does. Where's yep. Jimmy at? Jimmy's up in the uh, last. I thought. I had met him a while back, but he, I think he's up in Jackson or outside of Jackson. He was up in Wyoming on some crazy looking ranch. It's crazy though. I mean, because you think about what those guys, I mean, and he does everything. I mean, he's an insane snowboarder and skier oh, as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. Just a phenomenal athlete, endurance athlete type of thing. And, and great photographer, man. His yeah. stuff is off the charts. Yeah. He's a Canon guy, if I remember correctly. I think so. Um, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. And uh, the Nat Geo guy. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, you know, you've got when you got 1.2 million followers and you're following 27 people. Yeah, you've got you're doing some, something, right? Yeah, you're doing. Something. Yeah. <laughs> Frank's got. He's working on that. No, you're almost not, there, right? No, not yeah. really. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I missed this part, but about the shit rock. Is it pretty common for climbers to shit themselves? Yeah. Shit their pants. Ultra marathon. Ultra marathon. Yeah, I think that's a running thing with these guys. <laughs> well, I just figured your like you're, you're way up there and you got to take a shit like. Well, yeah, you shit, you shitting off the ledge. You're shitting in a shit rocket, or uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting place to take a dump. I, I highly advise everybody do that at least that once my, in their uh, life. My intellectual question of the day. It's amazing as you're younger. Maybe it's how everybody's brought up. You don't talk about poo that much. The more I got into physical fitness, bowel <laughs> movements are talked about all the time. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, like. I mean, I talk about mine because I'm proud of them. Like, there's some that I just want to <laughs> photograph and tell everybody about. But I, so I take a probiotic, krill oil, turmeric, curcumin. Um, I take some shroom tech stuff from uh, uh, from on it, mm -hmm. and then I drink kombucha like crazy. Yeah, uh, I plugged both of them up here the other day. Good well, Lord, the other week. Yeah, I mean, it is. So then when we're <laughs> I ate five boxes of raisin bran up there with. Uh, 
uh, primitive at yeah, Jeff yeah, Lynn. Yeah. Yep. I'm telling you, man, it was on like Donkey Kong for he like a week. Up the, the outhouse. Oh, I don't know. I mean, if you were going to do possible, I don't know, but right on. Like a graph of the pyramid in the outhouse, I was <laughs> solid 40, 50% of that pyramid. I would, they had to knock it down a couple of times. <laughs> a couple of karate chops. Oh, yeah. Well, what's crazy when you're a trainer and you've got some 70 year old lady telling you about her poo, right? You're like, she's, I'm like, ah, it's a little awkward now. If it's a buddy, it's okay. But wait, yeah, don't tell me about that. Oh, Jesus. That's funny. Yeah, oh, it never is not funny. You know, that's the thing. I thought I'd grow out of it. No, 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 no. It just gets funnier as I get older. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, huh. The uh, So when you uh, – one of the things I was talking about, like, footwear-wise with mm. you, because um, I know that's been a struggle for, for you as yeah, well. Yeah, it has. Because you've been wearing super flexible boots for a while, haven't you? Yeah, I think I'm just used to it. Um, light boots. Again, being a lightweight guy, you know, 155 pounds soaking wet, so – you know, putting a big, heavy, stiff boot on for me, I just feel like I'm just dragging ass all day. So, I mean, I wear uh, uh, as light as a boot as I could find and uh, pretty soft bottoms. Because, I mean, I do a lot of running and, you know, I try to do some of the barefoot stuff, keep the, the foot strength um, up a good bit. And so I don't feel like I need a ton of support out there. I mean, you know, side healing sucks Yeah. with a softer boot. There's no doubt about it. But um, I, don't, I just feel like I'm quieter. I feel like I'm more nimble out there and I can move a lot faster and I don't wear down as quick. So, you know, for me, um, the Sportive has been working out well just because of my foot. I got a skinnier foot and I'm just used to them for approach shoes and climbing shoes and stuff like that. So uh, they've worked out well for me. But, you know, boots are just, you know, I think you guys, you know, you've talked about this on podcasts. Like you can't give a brand because well, I think you can give a brand of a good quality, yes, but that yes. certainly does not mean it's going to fit your, exactly. you know, your foot. And I, th- with me, because I carry, I be too much, I carry heavy weight, like way more than I should. That is a big part of wearing more of st- more stiff boots. Sure, I've sure, always had kind of weeny feet. I have, I'm prone to heel rub, so finding a stiff boot that I don't get heel rub in is huge. And I mean. South came in here and he was talking about it because he's like you. He wears super flexible boots. Right. Um, you are quieter in them. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. We're like Frank and I wear super stiff boots. The one thing I will say is a stiff boot will last you a season or two. A flexible boot for me, six months on yes, a hard season. 100% true. And, yeah. You know, and I'm doing good there. Um, well, but, even the flex in the upper part of the boot, you get all those, you know, wear points because it's flexing a lot more as opposed to like a stiffer boot. You know, everything kind of stays in shape. So, yeah, I mean, I, I blow through boots like – it's crazy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, especially with the amount of miles or whatever we're yeah, putting on. Yeah. So True. Well, cool. I don't I don't know if we have anything else we should bring up other than maybe definitely give everybody um, kind of a, a where they can find you at with your blog and then obviously the um, the cleaning kit company and then yeah, the, yeah. the CLP. That's also for dieting. Um, yes, yeah. yes. I <laughs> highly suggest drinking as much as you can. <laughs> Excellent. No, you can find me. Uh, uh, Instagram is f- just Fred Bohm. It's last name's B-O-H-M. Uh, and then, you know, the same thing with, uh, Facebook, which I don't use a whole ton. And then, uh, the blog as well is just fredboam.com. And then as for the company, that's Sage and Breaker. It's S-A-G-E-A-N-D-B-R-A-K-E-R. You can find that on Instagram as well under the same name, Facebook and website. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Well, we'll definitely have you, um, you know, come on again, probably at the end of the season and go over all the trials and tribulations. Yeah. Yeah. I could do that. (laughs) Plenty of them. Well, I got so. the recurve now. Maybe we can like go back and forth, right? <laughs> Amen. Thank God. Frank, you got anything? No. Are you sure? Uh, a little tired today. 
<laughs> Why are you tired, Frank? You got home at eight. I got home early last night. I'm <laughs> not sure. He's lying, people. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.